Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Healing School. As always, Healing School is the place where people can come to hear and to be healed. Where they can do what? They can come to hear and be healed. But here's the, here's the thing. I want you to think about this today. Jesus asked the man laying at the pool of Bethesda, do you want to be healed? And the man started saying he didn't have anybody to put him in the water or somebody always jump out before, you know, he can jump in there because the first one getting the water, the angels would trouble the water and heal them. So Jesus asked this man, did you want to be healed? And he's asking you the same question today. Do you want to be healed? Also, uh, in the book of Acts, if you were with me on Facebook last week, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. And then some of you still may know. Remember the in the book of Matthew, the two blind men, they came to Jesus. Now, you can see, of course, what they wanted, they were blind. But Jesus still asked them, what do you need me to do for you? What do you need me to do for you? He's very specific. He's asking you a direct question. Whatever is ailing you today, we pose the same question to you. What is it you need them to do for you? What can we do for you? Make a pull on this unearning today. Receive. See, Jesus, the healer, he's here to heal. But he needs us to receive. Father, we thank you for your word today. Your people will hear what they need to hear in Jesus' name. I believe people will come up off that sick bed today. I believe those who have not walked will walk in Jesus' name. Thanks, God. We praise you for it now. Amen. Amen. This morning, we're talking about the living word. So grab your Bibles, get pen and paper. And get ready to take some real good notes again today. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you now, the healing one is in the class this morning. Amen. Give your attention today. Let's, let's see. Tell him what you need from him. Okay, uh, Prophet. Good morning, everyone. Praise God for you. It's awesome to have you in our, in our midst again this morning. So I'm going to begin from our notes, the scriptures. We're going to start out with Psalms 107 and verse 20, coming from the NIV. Well, no, that's the King James. Let's do the King James. And it says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The problem of healing 
is a problem of the integrity of the word. Mm. Many have never recognized it, but the word is the healer today. Yes. God in Christ wrought a perfect redemption. Mm -hmm. In that redemption, there is perfect healing for every believer. But because of lack of knowledge of the word of God, Christians everywhere are sick. And Psalms 107.20 perfectly illustrates this. He sent his word and healed them. Yes. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Mm -hmm. And he beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That is the word he sent. He sent his spoken word through the prophets. The living word was made flesh. Praise God. The living now, was made flesh. Go ahead. go ahead. The living word was made flesh. Whatever you need God to do for you, he's here to do it. If his word Amen. made flesh, it can be made healing. It can be made mortgage payment. It can be made whatever the need be. The living word is not a dead word. It's a living word. It's alive for you and me today. Amen? Amen. All right. I'll continue with the notes. Mm -hmm. now, now he unveils the living and the life-giving word in the Gospels and in the Epistles. John 6 and 63 Hebrews 4 and 12 in the Moffat's translation says this. The words that I have spoken unto you are spirit and are life. For the logos of God is a living thing, mm -hmm. active and more cutting than any sword with double edge. Penetrating to the very division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, scrutinizing the very thoughts and conceptions of the heart. The word of God becomes a living thing hmm. only as we act upon it. Say that again. The word of God becomes a living thing only as we act upon it. Only if we act upon it, it comes alive. 
But if you never interact with the word, it'll just sit there. But when you act upon it, things begin to happen. We are encouraging you today, act upon the word. It's alive. It's ready to meet your need now. Okay, continue. The word is God speaking. Hmm. It is always present tense. It is always a present tense fact. You might say that the word is always now, just as God is always now. Mm -hmm. The word is a part of God himself. God and his word are one, just as you and your word are one. That's right. The word is the will of the Father, just as Jesus was the word made flesh, was the will of the Father doing his earthly ministry. What God says is, what God says will become. Mm -hmm. he, had not, he had not wanted it to be had he not wanted us pardon me had he not wanted it to be he would not have said it that's right you can depend upon his word utterly you have depended upon institutions and man institutions may fail individuals may die nations may disintegrate but God cannot deny himself. That's right. Behind the word is the integrity of God. Yes. Not only is his integrity behind the word, but his very throne is involved in his word. That's right. Hebrews 7 and 22 declares that Jesus is the surety of the new covenant. Mm -hmm. By so much also had Jesus become the surety of a better covenant. Mm -hmm. He is back of every word from Matthew to Revelation. Wow. Every word was God breathed. Yes. The throne upon which Jesus is seated is back of every word. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. Every word mm -hmm. is backed up by heaven. He said not one word of his will fall to the ground and die. Heaven and earth will pass away before his word do. What is this telling you? His word is not going anywhere. No, it isn't. The moment you act upon it. Yeah, 
That's right. Be, 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 be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Brian Cottis is leaving right now in the, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Brian Amen. Cottis, he said, is leaving right now. Amen. High blood pressure. Your blood pressure is escalated this morning. In the name of Jesus, by the authority in Jesus' name, we speak to that high blood pressure. We command you in the name of Jesus to come down. Amen. 120 over 80 in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Father, thank you right now. Thank you, Father. Somebody has, has had knee, knee problems in the name of Jesus. By the authority of the living word of God, we call your knees healed in Jesus' name. Praise you, Jesus. Yeah. Prophet, you got something? Just come right on in. Well, <clears throat> you're talking about it right now. Um, the word becomes a living thing only as we act upon it. That word act uh, is really coming into play this morning. And I think God wants me to kind of like just zero in on that word a little bit. Yes. So we, we say things, we say the word, we read the word, but we, we need to make sure we are getting a good understanding of what the word is actually saying to us. I shared this during the week in our prayer ministry that I'm so excited that I see so many people now studying the word of God. Thank God, for, thank God for reading the word, but it's when we begin to study the word of God that we get a better understanding of what God is saying because we got to remember the word is pregnant. Yes, it is. The, the, the words of Jesus, that's what we're talking about. In your, in your lesson this morning, you said that from Matthew to Revelation mm -hmm. is what Jesus came talking. That's the word he brought to us. And every word was God breathed. That's right. And, and so we have a part to play in the word that was God breathed. We say these words, we, we read it all the time. But when you look at well, what does that mean? What is my part? When you say I must act on the word, it's simply this. You have to make sure that you believe what Jesus is saying to you. You, may, you have to make sure you believe Matthew through revelation. That's right. You, and, and, and then I could go into that word also, believe. What, what do you mean, believe? Let's, let's bring it out. Let's play it. Let's, let's, let's dissect those two words. You, when you believe something, you're going to act accordingly. That's right. Are you listening to me? That's right. When you believe something, you're going to, your behavior, we call it in the, in the kingdom of God, corresponding action. You see, yeah. when you really believe what the word of God is saying to you about your healing, your actions is going to correlate with what he said. 
And so we see in the scripture this morning, uh, the opening scripture, he sent his word and healed them. That word heal has an ED on it. That means past tense. Mm -hmm. And delivered them, that's ED as well, delivered from their destructions. Well, what is that talking about? Well, that's talking about what Jesus did in his, uh, his place on the cross. Mm -hmm. This is what happened when he died. He changed places with you and with I, with all of us, That's so right. that we what according to First Peter two twenty four, he his own self Jesus Christ took our sins in his own body on the tree as on an altar. He offered himself on that cross. That you call your name. That I said like this. That Helen, being dead to sins, I now live unto righteousness. By whose stripes, watch this, I was healed. Yes. See the stripes that he took in his body on that cross at Calvary? He took that for you. He took that for me so that we don't have to take it in our own bodies. You say, well, you know, that's easy, easier said than done. Well, that's the actual, uh, what actually happened on the cross. Mm -hmm. See, now, this is what I mean when we say we need to study the word, not just read it. So as we go deeper, you say, well, that happened over 2,000 years ago. And you're right, it did. But what he did, the price he paid, is still in effect today. That's right. God sent him to take your sickness, to take my sickness. So really, in actuality, you are not sick. You are the healed that Satan is trying to make sick. Mm -hmm. You have to begin to look at that that way. What do you mean? I had, I, you heard apostle? That's me with that high blood pressure. I'm sure it is you. You, you heard what he said? You know, uh, all these sicknesses and diseases that he named this morning, we can take a poll in the audience. We've got somebody with those sicknesses upon them. But watch this. Just because it's there doesn't mean that it should be there. That's right. I'm going to say that again. Just yeah. because it's there does not mean that it has a right to be there. See, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. that it is there mm -hmm. but it's not the truth the truth is what i just read first peter that's 2 right. 24 that's right and so you're gonna have to make a decision am i gonna believe the fact the doctor shared with me that i have cancer or am i gonna believe the fact that jesus went to calvary and took cancer in his own body that i don't have to bear it in mind now here's where we draw the line here's where the rubber meets the road you can believe the fact that the doctor, he stated, he, he knows what he saw. That's why he studied anatomy. That's why he studied medicine. He knows what he sees when he examines you. And that's a fact. Yes. Thank God for doctors. But here's the truth. The truth is First Peter 2.24. So now we're beginning to study. Okay. Well, if he took it in his own body, according to 2.24, uh, First Peter 2.24, then why is it here? It's there because you have an adversary, the devil. Mm -hmm. is there because Satan is always trying to afflict us with something. He's always trying to steal. He's always, the Bible says in John 10, 10, he's a thief. He comes to do what, Apostle? He rob, comes to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. And destroy. That's why the sickness is there, because the demonic forces of hell have, have attached themselves to you but here is where you have to make a decision. This is what the word means, act. This is yeah. what it means. 
you have to act upon 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self, Jesus Christ, bore my sins in his own body on the tree, is on an altar, offered himself on it that I, come on, might die, cease to exist, exist to sin and live unto righteousness by stripes I was here. Here you go. This is what you have to do. Now you're about to act. You need to say, I believe the word of God. Yes. You, you need to say, that's me. I take it by faith. I take it by faith. You see, what did we read in our message this morning? The word becomes a living thing only as you act upon it. That's how you act upon it. You make a decision which one you're going to believe. And once you make that decision, who you're going to believe, whether you're going to believe the fact that the, that the situation is there, or are you going to believe the truth of the word of God that Jesus took it and, it's, and it has no right to be in your body? See, when you make that decision to act upon the word of God and get up every morning, speaking 1 Peter 2, 24, speaking mm -hmm. uh, Psalms 1, the Psalms like we talked about this morning, taking Psalms 107 and 20, speaking all those healing scriptures, speaking Isaiah 53, 5, speaking Proverbs 4, and, and speaking to your body, telling your body, you are going to line up with the word of God. That's acting on the word. That's right. Acting on the word is taking the word by faith. What yes. does that mean? Taking it by faith. You don't see anything. You don't feel anything. You take God at his word. You're going to have to believe the word of God before you see it. What actually go to work in your, in your life. Yes. Now you got a lot of people out here that will try to make you believe the facts. I mm -hmm. see it all. I see it too often. I, I, I sometimes I hate to go on social media. That's all you hear. I saw one text out there the other day. Somebody said this in the last two years, I found out that everybody's got a time to die. I felt sorry for that person. I really yeah. did. Why? Because that person is deceived. That's right. By people around them and people trying to convince them. Oh, don't believe all that healing stuff. Oh, don't believe all that faith stuff. You got a time to die, and when it's your time to die, you're going to die. Let me tell you something. That's a fact. Are y'all listening? That's a fact. But let me show you the truth. In Psalms 91, he said, I will satisfy you. Come on. With yeah. long life. Yes. And show you my salvation. What did God mean when he said that? See, this is where studying comes in. Well, what does he go and ask him? What did he mean? Father, what did you mean when you say you would watch this word satisfy me with long life? You think God is playing games with you? You think he's a liar? Huh? Like a lot of these people out here on social media are? You think that's what God is doing? Just playing games. He's just saying things, just throwing words up in the air because that's what he wants to do. He's not that kind of God. That's he right. loves you. He loves you and he cares about you affectionately. He wouldn't tell you he will satisfy you with long life if he didn't mean it, if he didn't mean it. Now, what do you do with that word? You take it by faith and you tell God, I'm not satisfied. You know what? He's going to tell you to go ahead on and live. Are you listening to me? And he's right. going to perfect that. He's going to perfect that. That's right. The Bible says, was it Hezekiah called out to the Lord and said he wasn't ready to die? And the Lord added 15 more years to his life. That's right. Are you listening right. to me? That's right. You're going to have to take the word of God by faith. 
That's how you act on it. Yeah. You have to say, say what God says about your body. If you search what Jesus said, like it's pointed out in our scriptures, Jesus came to bring us the word of God. And he brought us the word of truth. The doctor's going to bring you the word of fact because that's all they have. And the facts are right. They are correct. Doctors only can report what they see. And it is a fact. But Jesus is the healer. Are you listening yeah. to me? That's He's right. a healer. He's the healer. He's not here to give you pills and sugar-coated medicines and salves and creams. He's here to give you the word of God. But you've got to act on that word. Yes. There's a lot of people out there on social media and everywhere around us that's trying to make you believe the facts. But child of God, it's up to you to make it up in your mind who you're going to believe. Because if you decide to read from Matthew to Revelation and listen to Jesus and hear what he has to say, you'll never hear him talking like some of these people out here on social media. You're not going to hear Jesus talking like that. So here's, it, is, it boils down to this. Who are you going to believe? Huh? That's right. You hear people praying on social media. Thank God for people praying. I love it when people pray. There's power in corporate prayer. But don't go to Jesus praying, Father, if it be your will, heal me. Are you listening? Well, find right. that. Find that in the scripture. And then, and then show it to me. And then you can act on it if you find it in the scripture. Father, if it be your will, heal me. Father, if it be, you know what his word is? His word is his will. Did you know that? Amen. And it, and it is, the Bible tells us it is his will to heal you. Uh -huh. That's right. You don't have to, you don't have to pray, Father, if Jesus, well, Jesus said that, Jesus prayed that only one time. You can mm -hmm. read from Revelations, Genesis to Revelation. You're going to see where Jesus only prayed that prayer one time. It's the yeah. prayer of inopportunity. And you know what he was seeking? He was, he was saying, if you want, if this is what you want, you want me to die. You want me to take their place. You want me to go to the cross for them. This is what you want me to do. He was making sure that that was the will of God, that he would become the sacrificial lamb for you and for me. For each of yes. us. That's why he prayed that prayer. And then he said, nevertheless, mm -hmm. not my will, not my will, your will be done. That's the only time he ever said, Father, if it be your will. But people run around praying that over in every area. Just like sports. You know, there are many sports out there, right? Football, baseball, basketball, soccer. But watch this. They all have different rules. That's right. You cannot play baseball with basketball rules. No. Something is going to go awry out there. And by the same token, there are many prayers, prayer of agreement, prayer of inopportunity, prayer of faith, prayer, all kinds of prayers. But what we do is we lump them all under one basket and give them all the same rules. See, when you begin to study, you're going to find that there, there are different rules for different prayers. That's right. You're going to pray the prayer of agreement? Then that means you're going to get in agreement with his word. You're going to believe what he said. Yes. And you're going to take it by faith. You're not going to pray like Thomas prayed. There's a prayer. Thomas said, I won't believe it until I see it. Mm -hmm. 
Jesus said to Thomas, he said, okay, Thomas, put your hand in my, in my side, feel whether, you know, pierce me, see the holes in my hand. And then Thomas said, watch this, oh, my Lord and my God. And Jesus replied to Thomas, Thomas, because watch this, because you have seen, yes. now you believe, but blessed are those. Who is he talking about? Blessed are those you and me. Watch That's this. Right. Who have not seen, but yet we believe. Child of God, don't try to see something before you receive your healing. You're not going to see anything. You have to believe first. That's what Jesus said to Thomas. But blessed are those who have not seen, but yet they believe. I pray, God, that you will not let social media posts and people who have not studied the word of God persuade you to think like that because that's all they are doing they don't yeah. want to listen they don't want to understand anything they just want to take whatever it is they're taking away from the scriptures and mixing it in with their feelings you can't do that you have to take god at his word that's and right. in order to take him at his word you got to study his word and in order to study his word, you got to attach yourself to programs and, and, and meetings like this one, where we break down that word for you, where we take the time to help you to understand the word of God, not just hear it. And then you leave this one hour post, a meeting, a press school, a training in the morning, and then you don't even remember what was said. No, when you take it by faith, that means you're going to go and listen again. You're going to act on it. These messages are put out there in the in the uh in in an area where you can get it in the iPod. Where is it? Tell them again. Where can they hear these messages, Apostle? In the podcast. They could go to the you can go to the podcast and you can and, go to and hear it again and hear it again and that's again right. and again. And that's what studying looks like. That means you're gonna listen and re-listen. You're gonna listen and re-listen again. And you're going to mm -hmm. keep listening to the word of God. And then before you know it, there's going to be an explosion in you. Not in your mind. No, because he doesn't work in your mind. Not in your, in your flesh. There's going to be an explosion in your spirit. That's right. Are you listening? And you're going to say, yeah. God, thank you, Jesus. I got it. And see, when you got it, huh? when you've got it for yourself, no one can take it away from you. That's where we're desiring and believing God for you to go. No one can That's take right. it away from you. Yeah. But you've got to first have, get the revelation of what he's saying when he said, the word of God becomes a living thing only, and I stress only, only as you act upon that word. Now That's you right. know what act upon the word means. Now you know what it means. You heard, you heard what Jesus said about your healing? Act upon it. Take it by faith. Say only what he said. Don't listen to those on social media telling you anything contrary to the word of God. This is how you know whether you're in faith. Mm -hmm. If you can find it in the scripture that Jesus said it, guess what? That's a sure thing. That's a sure thing. You have so many people out here just saying what somebody said, what somebody said, what somebody said. Don't you know when you start making it up in your mind, when you made a conscious decision to study the word of God, you're going to hear all kind of naysayers and all kind of suitsayers and 
everybody wants to come and have something to say to you. Why? Because that's Satan trying to keep you from what? Believing the word of God. That's Child right. of God, you got to act on it. Say, say what he says and never change your mind ever. Never stop saying what he says. That's become right. just like become just like Abraham. The Bible says Abraham was what? Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. The man was a hundred years old and they were telling him he was going to be a father. You know that would never have happened if he didn't take that word by faith. The man's body was dead and so That's was right. his wife's womb. Dead. Are you listening? But he That's believed right. God. He believed God over the naysayers who were telling him, man, you see how old you are? Man, you could make a baby if you tried. Man, you need to stop thinking like that. Man, you need to, that's a lie. That don't never, see, that's the naysayers. And some of you got them around you right now today. It's, it's your, it's, look, it's God's will that you be sick. It's God's will that you die. It's God's will. It's God's will. It is not God's will. No. It is Sickness not. is not God's will. Healing is God's will. If it wasn't, why did he give Jesus as a sacrificial lamb to take sickness in his body so you don't have to take it in yours. I pray you go and think about that today. Amen? Yeah, yeah. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 15, in Adam all died, but in Christ all were made alive. Did you know man was never meant to die? Never. When Mr. and Mrs. Adams sinned in the garden, it took Satan 900 years to teach them how to die. They didn't know how. They were so full of the life of God. I'm telling you, man was never, ever meant to die. What happened? How did it get there? The fall, the curse. That's right. Yeah. But now watch this, folks. God gave you authority. Mankind, male, female. He gave you authority in this earth. God will allow anything you will allow. Praise God. Amen. What you, the scripture says, what you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Amen. They loose debt upon the earth through their sin. The Bible said the wages of sin is what? Debt. We talked about the driven word this morning. Then God loved you so much. He loved us so much. He didn't want to be without us. We are his children. So he sent Jesus in here to get you back is what he did. Again, and Adam all died. That's why you got to be born again. Yeah. In Christ, who is 
the second and the last Adam, no more is coming. See, in Adam, the first Adam, all died. In the second and the last Adam, all were made alive. But then two of us, so it's like what we said, you have to believe him. Yes. You, got you to have to believe, him. you have to believe what he died to provide for you. You That's have right. to take his word to heart. Mm -hmm. You have to walk in that word. Until you begin to act on that word, it's like he never did anything for you. It's like what a, a great man of God said. He said, I will not go one more day in my life doing without what Jesus died to provide for me. So oftentimes people don't even know what Jesus died to provide. They know about salvation because we teach and preach salvation. Thank God for that. But how many churches, how many men and women of God is out here teaching healing, out here teaching prosperity? Those three came through the cross. Salvation, healing, and prosperity came through the cross. But mm -hmm. all we talk about is salvation. Thank God for salvation. But there are three things that, that he provided. When are we going to take advantage of all three? Yeah. When are we, we going to become as fully persuaded about ourselves, about our healing, as we are about salvation? Oh, yeah, we're convinced about salvation. We take that by faith. Well, the same faith that you use to take your salvation is the same faith that you need to take your, to get your healing. It's the That's same right. faith. It's the same faith. You know what the problem is? Satan is a deceiver. And he's got people around you that's doing a job on you 24-7 trying to get you to forfeit your healing because he knows he cannot do anything without it, without you giving it up. You know mm -hmm. how you give it up? You listen to people talk and talk and talk and talk. Let me just say this. I thank God for a husband and wife who truly believes the word of God. Absolutely. You know what a blessing it is for you to have a mate that believes the word of God. You fall sick. Satan attacks your body with something. You don't need somebody around you trying to convince you to die. You no. don't need somebody around you trying to convince you it's your time to go. You, you know what? You're better off being alone. I'm telling you the truth. You're better off not being around somebody like that. Am I advocating divorce? No, ma'am. No, sir. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you receiving and keeping your healing. Because even after you get it, you got to keep it. Satan is a thief. He is a liar. And there are many, many, many situations that go on when you are, when Satan has attacked your body, then he's going to make sure he's speaking doubt to you through someone mm -hmm. who does not believe the word of God. And hearing, don't you, you ever realize that the more you hear the word of God, you start feeling better? Have you ever paid attention to that? When you're really around people who speak in the word of God, who are encouraging you to believe the word of God, who are praising God with you, who are saying, amen, thank you, Jesus, and really praying yeah. for you. Don't, don't you notice there's a difference in that? Yes, sir. But, but then you get around those who try to convince you that that word is not true. That healing went out with the apostles and it's just your time to die. God said it and you need to just see 
then you start feeling what they're saying. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. And that's why I'm saying it is such a blessing. Oh my God, what a blessing to be around people who believe like you believe. You need to make sure that that's what you have surrounding you. If you're believing God for something, then surround yourself with people of like faith. Amen? Because they will help you. They will encourage you. They will keep you walking in the things of God and believing until that breakthrough comes. Are you listening? That's right. That's right. Satan is on his job 24-7 trying to make you doubt the word of God. And there are enough people around to do that. Just like God uses and speaks through people. Don't you know Satan does the same thing? Anybody that's coming to you telling you anything contrary to the word of God. That's something you may, you need to make sure that you get out of your vocabulary and away from you. Don't listen to it. Praise God. Consider Jesus, the apostle that's right. Now, version one. this is powerful, prophet. Yeah, you hear people all the time that says healing went out with the apostles. Think about that. In Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1, it tells you, consider him, talking about Jesus, an apostle and high priest of our confession. Consider him, pay attention to words now. Consider him an apostle. We talked about this morning, the living word. Amen. God sent his word and heal them. Who did he send? Who is the word? Jesus, the apostle and high priest. Before these other 12 became apostles, Jesus was the only apostle. Amen. And how can healing went out with the apostles when the chief apostle is still with us today? Come on. If he is not with you, you are not born again. I don't care what church you go to. Don't care what your title is in that church, whether you have one or you don't. You cannot be saved without him. Amen. So how can healing went out with the apostles when Jesus, the high priest, the high priest and apostle is right here. He's alive forevermore. He he is alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He is alive. You know, Apostle, give me permission to put a a scripture in here that's not included this morning because this is something I want to share. You know, these people who's constantly telling you things contrary to the word of God for your healing, those people don't want to do with 1 Timothy. 6 and 12 tells us to do. Why would he say fight the good fight of faith? Why would he tell you to fight? 
That's the only fight in the scriptures that God is telling us to fight. You, you don't have to fight to get your healing. Jesus already got it. You, you don't have to fight to get salvation. You, did you have to fight to get salvation? No, you walked right down to the aisle uh, in the church or wherever you receive salvation at, and you just received it, right? Someone uh, read the scriptures, led you through salvation, and you just said, by his stripes, I'm healed. I take Jesus as my Lord. You, you, you took it. You didn't have to fight for that. But let me tell you something. You have to fight for your faith. Are you listening? You, right. He's telling you right there in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold to it. Listen, yes. Satan is trying to steal your faith. He doesn't want your money. You could be a mil, you could be a, a, a thousandaire, a millionaire, a billionaire. You can have all the tea and the money in the world. But let me tell you something. He doesn't want that. Satan isn't after your money. He's after your faith. That's and that's right. what these people around you are designed to do. They don't believe nothing and they don't want to fight for nothing. And they don't want you fighting for it either. When you stand firm on the word of God and say what the word says, you know, that aggravates them. And that's why they constantly trying to convince you to stop fighting. Child of God, never stop fighting for your faith. Never, right. ever, never stop fighting. Don't let these naysayers who don't want to fight for anything. They don't want to fight for nothing. They just want you to cave in and quit just like they have caved in and quit. And they want you to do the same thing. But I just want to leave you with that word this morning. Jesus said, fight. Child of God, fight for your faith. If there was not resistance to it, why would he tell you to fight? That's right. Huh? If there was not a war going on for your faith, why would he tell you to fight? If there's nothing to fight for, why would you fight? But he said, fight. Absolutely. Fight for your faith. Faith in what? In the word of God. I'm not trying to get you to believe Larry Elder and Helen Elder, because anything we say to you, you're going to find it in the scriptures. That's right. We are just like Jesus. We've made, it, we've made it up in our minds. We're going to say what Jesus said. We are his representatives in the earth. We're not trying to lay another foundation other than what Jesus have, have already laid. Child of God, it's our job to help you to understand Jesus paid the price for you, for your healing. You got to take it by faith. And once you do, and once you stop believing all these naysayers around you, because I know you got a lot of and you take lay hold and you say, I'm going to fight. I'm going to believe. I'm just going to lay hold to what Jesus, you're going to see him begin to move on your behalf. Amen. That's right. Again, nothing's going to happen until you take it by faith. Absolutely. Fight. Fight for your faith. Yes. And how do you fight? You resist the naysayers. You resist them. That's right. The moment you say, by his stripes, I'm healed. Come on. And in the name of Jesus, in the authority of that name, devil, take your hands off of my body. I don't belong to you. The fight is on. Mm -hmm. The fight is on. Mm -hmm. you, are in, you are in a fight. And that's why he said fight. Now watch this word. Fight the good fight of faith. 
it's always fight. a good fight when you win. Absolutely. It's always a good fight when you win. You better fight for your healing. You better fight for what Jesus has died to provide for you. Come on, you fight for your family. Well, fight for your healing. Don't give in. Don't cave in and quit. Fight for it. Amen. I want to encourage you this morning. Fight for your faith. That's all you, that's the only fight you have to fight. Yes. Believe the word of God. Yes. Glory to God. Absolutely. Amen. There, there was a lady told me one time, healing went out with the apostles and, and she don't believe in healing. I had went to the hospital to see somebody in the hospital is where I saw this lady. And I looked at her. I said, ma'am, you don't know me. I don't know you. But ma'am, what you are saying is not true. And I said, I'll tell you why it's not true. Why are you here at the doctor trying to get healed? If healing went out with the apostles, you need to stay sick. She said, hmm, I never thought about it that way. You know, how it, you know how it ended up? She let me pray for her, and she was healed. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying to you here? She allowed, she allowed me to pray for her, and she got healed. Well, praise God, and you can too.